is Friday. Finally, Friday. <laughs> Good morning, beautiful people. Welcome to our Love Babs Love Talk. I'm Babs Rolls Ivy. It's Friday. Thank God it's Friday. 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 Never thank God it's Friday. This the movie. <laughs> High at the height of disco. With Donna Summer. <laughs> Tavares, I think. <laughs> I think it's Tavares. Uh, yes. How are y'all doing? Uh, I made it over to Black Haven last night uh, to the uh, uh, Colton's film. Uh, they they screened Colton's film last night, so it was really really lovely. Uh, I caught we caught like the last five minutes of it because <laughs> he was messing around at possible futures. <laughs> listen sometimes it's like that so uh so that was good we had a good time and then uh went over a good friend's house for dinner had good conversation copious amounts of wine and uh oddly enough i don't feel hungover <laughs> feel pretty damn good so all is well all is well in the world um i'm having dinner tonight with a friend so we're going to see how that goes. And uh, that's it. I don't have too much going on. You know, I've got, uh, I've got a, you know, access to law school class. We're going up to, we're going to UConn Law School tomorrow to have our class. Then I got to go pick up my work of art that I got to make, make into a piece of work of art. Then I got to go to um, drop it off at the studio. And then Saturday, run up to uh, uh, New London for Juanita's thing. And then Sunday, string the beads for my project. So, I mean, it's a, it's a weekend full of stuff. Every weekend. Every weekend is the, is the weekend. Had a great staff meeting with the New Haven Independent people yesterday at Havenly. We went to Havenly. And, you know, eating in there is like eating at somebody's house, you know. It's like it really was like eating at somebody's house. The food was so flavorful and it was good. I enjoyed that space. I believe that space used to be the red lentil. Because I was looking around. I was like, this used to be the red lentil, and I missed the red lentil. Maybe. Or or, or is next door to it. So anyway, that was that was fine. Um yeah, so, you know, everybody's getting hyped up for Black History Month. I'm starting to see all the Black History Month um, opportunities and programming coming up. The uh, the U.S. Poet Laureate will be here next week. And I'm looking forward to, uh, I'm really looking forward to her being here. I'm going to go and uh, see her. I thought I saved the, uh, or maybe I just copied it. Uh, but she's coming Wednesday. She's going to be at the Yale Art Gallery. And I'm looking forward to uh, seeing her. I, I just came across a poet, a poem that is hers. And, uh, and I just thought it was just delicious. Uh, what it looks like to us and the words we use by uh, Ada Limon. So here it is. Uh, let's see. 
all these great barns out here in the outskirts, black creosote boards knee deep in the bluegrass. They look so beautifully abandoned, even in use. You say they look like arcs after the seas dried up. I say they look like pirate ships. And I think of the walk in the valley where Jay said, you don't believe in God? And I said, no. I believe in this connection we all have to nature, to each other, to the universe. And she said, yeah, God. And how we stood there, low beast among the white oaks, Spanish moss and spider webs, obsidian shards stuck stuck in our pockets, woodpecker flurry, and I refused to call it so. So instead, we looked up at the unruly sky, its clouds and simple animal shapes we could name, though we knew they were really just clouds, disorderly and marvelous and ours. Isn't that the most beautiful thing? It is just beautiful. So I'm I'm looking forward to having her come next week. Um, she's and she's a, uh, I mean she's just. I need to find her books, her poetry books, and just buy them. <laughs> I just I just need to buy her books, and uh, and and buy them. Uh, she is. Uh, she became the poet laureate, the 24th poet laureate on July 12th, 2022. Um, and so she is the 24th poet laureate of the United States by the Librarian of Congress. And she is the first Latina to be poet laureate of the United States. So I believe she's about 46 years old. She's lovely and her work is beautiful. Just absolutely beautiful. She's got a bunch of books. So we'll go and uh, have Lauren order me a couple of her books and uh, put my hands, put my hands on them. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. So she is the author of six books. I would love to talk to her. I don't know how I could make that happen, but. Um, she said, poetry is elemental, necessary, and deeply human. I just love a good poem. You know, you get a good poem and it just stays with you. So she's got six books out. Uh, let's see. The Hurting Kind, a new collection of poems by Ada Limon. Excuse me. Shelter. A Love Letter to Trees. Uh, what else? She had six books. Well, we'll see. Okay, here we go. The Hurting Kind, Poems, Ada Limon. Uh, the Carrying, Ada Limon. Bright Dead Things. Uh, Lucky Wreck. Sharks in the Rivers. The Big Fake World. A story in verse. She wrote that in 2005. So there you have it. So she's coming next week. 
I'm looking forward to her. She's gonna be at the Yale Art Gallery. Uh, let me let me see if I could find her. Um, I thought I saved it in the pictures, but I guess I did not. But she's coming, and uh, February seventh. So she's doing a reading, and I'm excited. So. So if you never had opportunity to see a poet laureate, you know, uh, here's your opportunity. <laughs> Here is your opportunity. So uh, come. It's at the Yale Art Gallery right there on uh, Upper Chapel Street. I, I don't think you'll be uh, unhappy. I, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I love poetry. I'm a poet, poet by by heart and by pen and uh yeah uh-huh so so yeah come out check her out it's a good weekend for all kinds of things though there's there's this is a this is a busy 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 weekend let me tell you what's happening cuz i told markisha i would stay on top of telling people what's happening <laughs> y'all know claire's has a valentine's day love letter contest that's going on and i talked about this uh, a while back but it's a valentine's day love letter contest and you get to win a free dinner for two at claire's and so uh they have two two contest categories love letter and creative entries so for the letter category you write them a heartfelt note of any length telling them what you love about Claire's. You know, declarations of undying love for Lithuanian coffee cake. And for the creative category, you let your talent be your guide. You know, they're accepting entries of all kinds, all poetry from sonnets to limericks to songs to drawings. Uh, we'd love to see anything and everything you have to offer. So there you go. I have I have two gift certificates that I've yet to use, so I'm not going to be entering this contest. Um, I eat there, haven't eaten there in a while because I haven't been downtown like that in a while. Um, but I, I am a huge I am a huge fan. So, um, high five to uh, to my soror, um, Nancy Jackson Jordan is retiring for the New Haven Police Department today. And she's having an event today at 2.30 at, uh, at at City Hall, the New Haven Police Department. So I'm excited. I don't think I'll be able to get over there, um, but I'm excited. I'm so proud, you know. And it's good when people retire for something that they love doing. So if you're in the mood for a party tomorrow, you know, uh, Kid Capri is in town for a Kid Capri Day party. Uh, uh, 102 Hamilton Street. I think that's the Van Dome or something. So, you know, Darius Murrell throws these these uh, day parties. So if you're in the mood for a party, three o'clock in the afternoon, uh, there you go. And then uh, a Saturday, the Sixth Dimension opening reception at the Cummings Arts Center in New London um, by Cultured, Cultured AF and uh, the uh, Ammerman Center for Arts and Technology at Connecticut College. So if you uh, if you don't have anything to do, 
get yourself up there to the uh, uh, sixth dimension opening reception for Saturday, January 28th, 69. It's free. It's open to the public. They will have uh, a live DJ, wine and refreshments, a photo booth, performers, food truck. So it's a, it's a whole, it's going to be a whole vibe. Or as they say, a whole bop. <laughs> this John is going to be a whole bop, a mood, as they say. So I'm going because I like that Juanita Sunday. So I'm going to go and hang out and support her, her, uh, her, uh, her event. So that's what I'm doing. So uh, I don't know what y'all are doing. So feel free to get out there. Check out all the things. So I'm trying to look and see what else is going on. Ah, let's see. All the things. And, you know, we're right at the doorstep of Black History Month starts next week. Wednesday, right? When is when is the first day of? Yeah, Wednesday is February 1st. But, you know, for us, uh, you know, uh, for us, uh, Black History Month starts um, at uh, Martin Luther King weekend. <laughs> we we don't we don't wait for other people. We go right straight from MLK weekend and 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 I heard somebody say you know MLK weekend, but it's becoming MLK week month. I mean, in the city, we run MLK stuff all month of of January. Like we start, we start January with MLK um, celebrations. You know, that's what we do. So, uh, so yeah, that's where I'm at. So, get yourselves ready. I, 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 I say Black History Month is for white folks to, to take a deeper dive into Black culture. Although not in Florida. <laughs> They, they don't want to speak Black folk. They don't want to talk to Black folk. They don't want to acknowledge Black folk. And if they had their way, they probably would ship all the Black. Uh, we'll, we'll ship it out and uh, um, out, out, of, out of Florida. If they had their way, that's what they would do. You know, they would just ship, ship y'all out. So just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying, um, uh, uh, what was I saying? Oh gosh, it just went right out of my head. And I just got a message about something and I'm like, it just threw me off. Um, I'm just saying, so anyway, just, just get into something this weekend. There's a lot to do. The um, Mardi Gras is coming up. Mardi Gras. The, the library does a great Mardi Gras. People have been asking, um, am, I, am I interested in... Uh, uh, like, I just got a message from somebody about Mardi Gras. I, I'm coming, I guess. But, you know, it is the anniversary of the library, too. The library was... Uh, opened in 1887 can you imagine uh yeah yeah i could i could do it yeah yeah of course i'd do that happy to do it 
um, come and, and be in there and be live. I wish we could be live from the Mardi Gras. That would be cool. I mean, I guess I could be live from, you know, if I have my Facebook, I just Facebook live it. I could do that. Or somebody from the Arts Council could do it. That's fine. We all could be there live and then live in color. Or they could do it themselves. Yeah. Um, but you know what? I'll have them on. I'll have, I'll have the library on because this is a big deal. 1887, uh, that's a, that's a, that is saying a lot. Let me tell you what the mood of the country was in 1887. I'll get to the shootings around town in a minute. You know, all these shootings. Um, but right now I'm talking about the library. So uh, in, in 1887, in these United States, uh, on January 20th, the United States Senate allows the Navy to lease Pearl Harbor in Hawaii as a naval base. On January 28th, in the snowstorm at Fort Coog, Montana, the largest snowflakes on record are reported. February 2nd, in 1887, uh, uh, Puxatawney, Pennsylvania, the first Groundhog Day is observed. Y'all know Puxatawney Phil. You know, that's how we get that whole ground. If the groundhog sees a shadow, six more weeks of winter or something or other. Although we hadn't had any winter yet here in, in Connecticut. Uh, listen, listen, I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. Uh, but yeah, February 2nd, 1887. That's the first Groundhog Day celebration in Puxatawney, Pennsylvania. <laughs> I love these little ridiculous little notes of trivia. Uh, right. I just, I just love it. Uh, March 3rd in 1887, Ann Sullivan begins teaching Helen Keller. Wow. That's a, that's a weird sort of thing. All these things are weird. Uh, North Carolina State University is established in North Carolina College of agriculture and mechanics. Huh. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, Northern California. Oh, that's 1891. Okay. So anyway, um, there's a lot going on. So it's considered the Gilded Age. Uh, 1869 to 1896. So, you know, that was the time of the great captains of industry. Uh, if you've watched the Gilded Age on HBO, you get a sense of um, old money versus new money and, and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, class and, and, and lower class and middle class and, and all of that. So interesting stuff. Interesting. So, so anyway, the library is celebrating its birthday uh, during Mardi Gras. So there you go. Mardi Gras, I think, seems early this year, late this year. Because, you know, it comes right on the heels of Easter. So, um, uh, but before Easter, there is a uh, Fat Tuesday. So get it in, Mardi Gras. Uh, get it in, get it in, get it in. 
So Easter this year is, uh, ah, let's see, Easter is April 9th. So I don't know if that feels early or not. I don't know. Well, I, I think it feels early because we, we've had Easter as late as April 25th and as early as March 25th, 22nd. So, uh, so I guess it's somewhere, you know, uh, next year for 2024, Easter will be March, March 15th. So, and Easter's exact date varies so much because it actually depends on the moon. The holiday is set to coincide with the first Sunday after the, uh, Paschal full moon and the first full moon after the vernal equinox. So, so that's why we get it the way we get it. So, uh, so here in 2023, the vernal equinox is on March 20th, and the following full moon is on April 6th. Therefore, Easter is on the 9th. <laughs> Easter Sunday is April 9th this year. So, if you're going to church, show up April 9th. <laughs> I have to decide if I'm going to show up at somebody's church. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I actually like Easter. Uh, I just don't have a, a bona fide church home. But, you know, I've, I've spent a little bit of time at um, Dixville Congregational Church. I like it. They don't have a choir, though. So that kind of that kind of annoys me a little bit. I like a choir. I like to sit and hear a choir. It's I don't I don't I have not decided if it's a deal breaker. So uh, but I do know I like a good choir. So so yeah, I mean we've not had much of a winter. We've not had any snow to write home about. You know, we've had some flurries, nothing to stick, you know, nothing to shovel, right? It's been warm, lots of rain. I think we are out of a drought situation. That would be good. So anyway, let me see. Let me let me go look at the independent before I get into. Let me see what's going on. You know, because that's all the local news I care to know about. And uh, okay, so the Alders advanced the three million dollar reading and math plan. Okay, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I don't, I don't know why we're haggling about how to teach kids to read. I just, I just don't understand. Uh, I just don't, I just don't understand it. So, oh, the Q house and the leap contract renewal advances. I think that's a, not a bad idea. <clears throat> a five-year, $500,000 deal. So, uh, oh, what if I, if I'd be mad about that, you know, I, I don't, I don't hear any criticisms, but you know, I, I wouldn't hear criticism because I don't got any kids that utilize those, those uh, opportunities at the Q house. So, um, so I'm, I'm out of that. I'm out of that whole story <laughs> and, and, and happily. So, do you know what I mean? Happily. So. 
no shade to, to you parents out there. And y'all know I'd be trolling y'all, trolling you. Uh, but I remember those days of trying to put kids somewhere safe and positive and economical. And oh, oh, I do not envy these parents having to figure out school breaks and holidays, particularly if you have to work and if you have to go back to work because these employers are acting crazy. It's, you know, they don't care about productivity. They want bodies and seats. And I'm like, but if your workers are doing much better for your business where they are, why would you corral them back? It's as if you say to yourself, I, I don't want productivity. I don't want efficiency. I just want to see people. And for some people, you know, this is the other part of this. For some people, work is the social construct for them. Do you know what I mean? Like they don't, you know, I know so many people who don't have any real friends outside of work that when they don't have work to go to physical work space, uh, it's as if they've lost friends. And uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I do know there's something to be said for uh you know, trying to create opportunities and spaces for people to sort of gather and be together. And I don't necessarily believe work to be the sole place of that. So I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I just feel some kind of way. And uh, as I, I, you know, we were talking about this over dinner last night, how, you know, how, I'm doing this exhibit. I'm a program partner of the exhibit Freedom Dreams that's coming up at the Creative Art Workshop. And uh, and I understand uh, in the world, because I've been paying attention to this for the last couple of years, that people are very lonely and, uh, and isolated. And, uh, and a lot of it is a prison of their own making. And there's a lot to be said for making friends as an adult, but that seems to be hard and if you're aging and you don't have friends it's doubly hard because we now know the science shows us that as people are aging their social life their friendships and connections are the things that uh give them a better life and better outcomes so uh if people are not having those connections and making friends and people are alone uh, then they're they're not they're they're dying and they're not living to their best they're not living their best life and that's a that's a painful reality for a lot of people you know it's a it's a it's a very painful reality it is not my reality um, because I I understand I am acutely aware of the value my friends play in my life. I, I could not have come this far without the 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 bridge of friendships and the and the scaffolding of friendships um, and people. You know, I, I just couldn't have gotten this far. I, I just could not have gotten this far in my life without the kindness of friends and circle of friends um, who have 
protected me, lifted me, honored me, um, guided me, and uh, just overall effed with me. <laughs> Who ride with me and ride for me. You know, I, I don't know what it's like not to have that. I don't know what that's like, you know, and I don't want to know because I I, I uh, exist uh, because of the friendships that I have in the world. I exist because of the friendships that I have in the world. Um, and so so the art installation that I'm, I'm working on at Creative Arts Workshop speaks to that. And uh, you, the write-up is so beautifully written. I, I just can't stop. I can't stop reading this. <laughs> I'm going to read it to you now because I want you to. Uh, I want you to. I want you to hear it because it's so beautiful. I don't know if I should be reading this, but I'm reading it because it's it's lovely. And uh, it's like in the upstairs gallery, self-taught. Nope, nope, that's not me. On select days throughout the run of the exhibition, program partner Babs Rawls-Ivy will activate the upstairs galleries with a special project that seeks to return our communities to a state of connection, unity, intimacy, and care. For Rawls-Ivy, dreams of a free future are rooted in our ability to reconnect and exhibit racial Black joy and love in the here and now. Embodying the practice of spiritual direction or being with people as they attempt to deepen their relationship with the divine, Rawls Ivy will welcome visitors to sit with her as they look at each other, hold hands and embrace on a bench painted with words of encouragement and affirmation. In her own words, I want black folks to come and be in communion with me. I want other folks to come and be in communion and get a taste of black love. So I'm 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 excited about this because this is this is the great mission of my life, I think, of the moment. This is this is the issue of my life at the moment. And I so want to uh I so want to uh Uh, I so want to do this and, 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 and tricking out this bench. And I've got to start um, pulling together my affirmations. Like that has got to happen because I have to start painting next week. And uh, I got to get that done. I got to go get some beads, although I've got some beads coming, but I got to go get the wire. So I got to go do that. So I'm going to do some of that today. Cause I got to be out in, in Hampton anyway. So I'm gonna go over to Joanne, see what they have going on, see what's on sale. I need some wire and uh, do all the things. I'm excited. I'm really excited. So we'll see. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> we gonna, we gonna figure this out. We gonna figure this all the way out. And, uh, and uh, we gonna, we gonna do the damn thing. And so the bench is an angel bench. It's it's a it is a, a homage to the angel bench that Linda Meekins uh, Meekins has created that sits at that sits at uh, Possible Futures Bookstore. Which you, if you've paid attention to us on social media, you see various people sitting in it, sitting on it. 
And so, uh, um, um, I, 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 I've taken my cues from that and creating one for myself, a much smaller version on a much smaller scale, a much smaller scale. And I'm excited about that. I'm so excited. So, um, I'm excited. So I just got to, now I got to start figuring out what the affirmations that I want to say, what do I want the bees to look like, you know, a color scheme, you know, all the things that make me happy, you know, and, uh, and just get to it. <laughs> so I am delighted to be working on this exhibit, to be a part of this exhibit. Um, I've got to submit some stuff and I got to get it done today so I could get it out the way so that they can go on and do the work that they need to do. Um, I'm just delighted and excited by that. Uh, so there we go. So yes, I am stepping into the artist space fully. I am so delighted by that. I can't begin to tell you how much that means to me. And so, so I've got a lot of running around to do. I've got a lot to do and I'm going to get it done. And, and that'll be that. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. As they say, as we say, that's what we're doing. <laughs> this is what we're doing. We're doing this now. So, uh, cause the exhibit opens, uh, uh, not next week, but the week after. So it gives me time to, uh, work on it on top of studying for the LSAT. I will tell you, I'm, I am getting so good. Well, no, wait, that's a misnomer. I'm getting so much better at these daggone logic games. <laughs> I am, I am getting so good at these things. I was working with my, I, you know, I was in study group the last couple of days and then I met with my coach yesterday and uh, and we did a game together, and I was so happy the way that I have figured this out. Working on this stuff, it's just been an absolute joy. Like when I first got a whiff of this, it was so damn hard. I couldn't stand it. I was like, oh god. And I was at the point where you know I'm not one to lose faith. I, I'm not a. I'm not a. I don't lose faith in things. But man, I was just like, I don't get this. <laughs> And then once the light bulb went off, um, thank you, Tiffany, in class, I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, it was like the heavens opened up and I could see things, you know. So now the thing is to get it to recognize, get, get speedy with us, get speedy. Uh, get speedy. I'm trying to get speedy. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get speedy. So that's my goal. Because, you know, you don't have a gazillion hours to sit and take this test. Oh, man, I forgot to go and take. <sighs> yeah, no, that's another problem I forgot to do. Anyway, um, I was supposed to do something at the doctor's yesterday. And don't you know, as I'm sitting here talking about the LSAT, there was things that I was supposed to do in regard to the LSA and my doctor, and I didn't do it. I, I don't know why it just slipped out of my mind. So that means I got to do it in the next couple of weeks. I go back anyway in, full, in a month because, uh, you know, I've got things to be tested for and looked at and 
all of the things. So, so yeah. Oh, yes. So I have not heard back yet from the Divinity School. I don't expect to hear anything until, I don't know, March. I think they're making decisions in in March. So I don't know. I don't even know. My my listen, my application is in the world. That's all I know. You know, that's it. I, I'm just gonna go with that. I haven't even given much thought. Uh because it's not the uh it's not the be all end all of anything. And uh, and if I don't get in, it's uh, it's okay. Like it doesn't matter if something hurts you or not. That's not the. Who cares? <laughs> Hurt is a real emotion. The, the the trick is how you how you handle it. I'm good. I'm good. I think I'm good. So we'll see. I did I did what they asked me to do, and uh, we'll see. <laughs> you know. Uh, so, I, and I did early, uh, uh, I did early, early uh, application. Uh, I think the deadline is February 1st anyway for some, some things. So, you know, you know, so we'll see. We'll, we shall see. And uh, I'm, I'm excited. So we'll see how it goes. <laughs> we'll go to that. Uh, but we keep moving forward, you know. Uh, you know, you know, you've lived long enough. You learn how to hopefully, hopefully, I can't say everybody. Hopefully, you get some coping skills. You know, uh, you get some. You get some coping skills and you uh and you 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 apply them to your everyday practical life. Do you know what I mean? You 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 apply them and uh and you hope uh that come through. So yeah, so I'll know come March. You know, March is starting to feel like my lucky month. You know how October is loaded? Like October is one of these months that good things and bad things happen. I think March is like the month of goodness. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I feel like March is the, uh, uh, the, the month of goodness, I hope. So I don't know March 15, if I get in or not, we'll see. I mean, you know, what are you going to do? I mean, it's not anything I can do about it. I can't make myself more attractive. I, I put everything I had. I got good people to write me letters of recommendation. And uh, and that's it. That's it. So uh, I'm going to go with it. <laughs> that's what I'm going with. And it's as we like to say, as I grew up in the Pentecostal church, it is in God's hands. So they'll either want me or they won't. They'll either take a chance or they won't. They'll either want me to be in the presence of them or they don't. 
no, no hard feelings, you know, no hard feelings. Uh, I told myself I would apply twice. This is my second chance. And, uh, and that's it. I, I don't have another, I, 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 you know, I'm not going to apply again. That's, that's, this is just it. So this is a, this is a one shot, you know, two shot kind of thing. And uh, I took my shot, you know, I, I'm like Michael Jordan. I get out there on the court. I take my shot. I take the shot. <laughs> I, I shot my shot. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> I'll either be a student or I won't, but I will always, 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 always be a student of life. You know, so if I don't get in, I'm like, well, I gave my best shot. Couldn't get in. <laughs> I took a shot. I took a shot. I took a shot. I took a shot. Beyond that, there's nothing else. Beyond that. So, so yeah, so I, so I got this LSAT stuff in front of me. I'm working on that. I'm, it's, you know, I will tell you, it is exciting to sort of work on this LSAT just to stretch your brain. Now the LSAT has nothing to do with law school. And they tell you this, the, the LSAT is just a gatekeeper. You know, it's a, it's a, it's like the sorting hat on Harry Potter. <laughs> the, LSAT, the LSAT is the sorting hat. <laughs> I, that's how, that's how I'm going to look at it. And, uh, and unlike the younger people in my cohort, you know, I'm pretty limited to where where I go. I, I'm not packing up and moving across country. I'm not moving somewhere. I'm not, that's just not a reality for me. And and nor do I want to. I don't, I don't want to. You know, the allure of a new place to live uh, for school is no longer there. The allure to live somewhere in retirement or semi-retirement. Uh, is much more attractive, and uh, and and that's it. I, I don't have any desire for uh, uh, to to move to Indiana or wherever for anything. You know, no shade to Indiana, no shade to Ohio, no shade to Pennsylvania, no shade to Georgia, no shade to North Carolina, not no shade to the places I've gone to in my life. I just don't. I don't want to live in those places. You know, so so I'm gonna I'm gonna be right here. So we'll see. I mean, I've got some schools right here in the tri in the in yeah, I guess New York, Connecticut and Massachusetts, that that tri-state. We never think about that as a tri-state. We always think New York, New Jersey, but uh Connecticut, Mass, New York, you know, I, I could I could conceivably and when I say mass, I mean Springfield, because you know, that's that's up the road a bit. And New York is over there. Um, um, but beyond that, I'd, I'd rather stay in Connecticut. That's just what it is. Like, I would just rather stay in Connecticut, you know, and, and so I got to get these LSAT scores up high enough so that somebody will say, Hey, come here and dangle some money in front of me. <laughs> that's, that's really, that's really what needs to happen. Otherwise I can't do it. You know, I can't do it. So. So we'll see. We shall see. We shall see. That's the that's the idea. That's the idea. So um, 
<sighs> Let me find my uh, PSA. You know, we were talking about, I was, with my girlfriends last night, we were, I was talking about uh, a little bit about, you know, the human trafficking piece that has been about in my life. And, you know, I didn't go into great details, but you know, I talk about the effects, the, the effects of, you know, the lingering effects of, uh, of that level of trauma. You know, we have good language these days for the, for saying trauma, you know, we have, uh, we have, we have good language for that. And, uh, and that's good. Uh, Cause when I was a kid, we didn't have language for that. We didn't have this language. Um, and so, so I just was, you know, a mess until I wasn't, until I, until I had to take matters into my own hands. Um, and I know, I listen, I know everybody's not able to do that. I get it. I get it. I get it. I just, you know, I was talking about how much I, I cannot stand hearing people talk about healing because it's such a loose word right now. Such a, such a loose word. Uh, and we say it so much that it is, it becomes almost ineffective. And I, I don't, I don't believe in the word healing across a lot of things. Like I believe if you get cut, you could heal. I, I believe if you have surgery, you can heal. Or, you know, I, I believe in a physical healing. But I think for mental health and other things, uh, it's hard to sort of uh uh, because we we what what we what we attach to healing is a is a success and loss kind of definition, you know. If you're not healed, then you're still you're still in a bad place. Or if you're not healed, like healing is the goal, and if you don't achieve it, then you're still less than or trapped or stuck. I, I don't I don't like healing as a uh, as 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 a definition to anything, particularly not around mental health. I don't I don't like it because I think it sends the wrong message and it sets people on a on a path of of failure, you know. You know, you either successful healed or you're not failure. And I, I don't I don't think it's quite that cut and dry. I, I don't think I'll ever be healed. I, I think I make peace and 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 make space for trauma. I think that's what I do, you know? So anyway, let me, uh, let me get on with my PSA. Cause I, I, you know, this is important. It's quite important. And, uh, and I, I want to, uh, continue to do it for January. And I probably still do it a little bit after January. Uh, January is national slavery and human trafficking prevention month. Do you know someone who is a victim of human trafficking? Human trafficking is a form of modern day slavery with illegal smuggling and trading of people for forced labor and or sexual physical abuse. This is a worldwide problem as well as a problem in our own beautiful state of Connecticut. Traffickers traffic people. They target people, both boys and girls. Uh, they are boys and girls who are vulnerable to promises of a better life and forcing them to live and work in unfair and abusive conditions. Many traffickers are well-known, living near and promising and convincing young people and families that their children will have a better life in a new place. 
Under the United States federal and Connecticut state laws, human trafficking is a crime. It's a crime. Let us work together to protect our children against these horrific crimes. If you are a victim or know someone who was a victim of human trafficking, or if you would like to learn more about the serious issue in our society and our community, right here in New Haven, right here, uh, please contact Love 146 at 203-772-4420. That's Love 146. 203-772-4420. This is a public service announcement um, that the, the uh, Waterbury, Connecticut chapter of the Links Incorporated has asked me to commit to doing for the month of January, and I happily do it. So um, I'm going to take a break. I'll be back, catch up on some other stuff, and uh, I will see you in a few minutes, 15 minutes. I'll be back. <laughs> there are some memories and these love notes. Hi, I this is Bass Ivy from New Haven, Connecticut, and you're listening to WNHHLP 103.5 FM, streaming live at newhavenindependent.org. Someone to lean on, can you hear me? Come near me I've been dreaming my angel will come But I never expected that you'd be the one Now I've found you I wanna stay around you Suddenly it's clear Now that I can hear that I wrote Oh, these melodies Here are some memories These love notes I found in an old coat Means something new All because of you
Welcome back to the second hour of Love, Babs, Love Talk on Babs Rolls Ivy. It is Friday. We are in the L, hanging out. I don't know what the weather situation is like, but it looks pretty bright out there. I mean, it is January. It's like the end of January. And it is ridiculously warm. Mike Moran took a picture. It looks like, I want to say like spring flowers look like they were pushing up. Uh, um, That people look like it was pushing up through the ground flowers uh mother nature mother nature let's not mess with her the weather but you know the flowers are coming up so i don't i don't know i think is it crocuses that come before tulips crocuses come before tulips so uh yeah they're pushing through because it's warm (laughs) so as far as the earth is concerned in the northeast in connecticut Spring is around the corner. So maybe we dodged winter this year. Maybe. Or maybe winter as we know it is really Virginia. <laughs> I I kind of like living in Connecticut, but feeling like I live in Virginia. <laughs> okay, well, maybe, maybe Maryland, like somewhere around that area, not far south, because it's cold. It's still cold. Uh, but we've not had bitter cold. You know, we we've not had 15 and 20 and you know, it's been pretty, it's been pretty steady, you know, lots of rain, but I'm going with that. (laughs) I am going with that because man, man, oh man, man. So anyway, uh, it's, 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 uh, I guess I, I start looking at what I'm going to grow on the porch this year. I'll just start looking at, you know, what, what I'm going to do, what I want to put out, you know, because winter spring spring is coming (sighs) my birthday is coming you know we're gonna be in marrakesh for my birthday i'm so excited about this i'm the the closer i get to it the more excited i get uh, that i'll be in marrakesh with with friends and it'll be a good time you know and even if it's not a good time it's a good time that's all i'm gonna say so uh I, i probably should corral some people we should probably get together and meet up talk about how we're going to do this so anyway marrakesh (laughs) we're coming for you we're coming so uh beyond that you know marrakesh so 60 i turned 60 this year i i don't i don't know how to tell people how excited i am about this you know I, i i can't begin to tell you uh, how I am so looking forward to stepping into this next decade of my life. And, and I'm going to claim the whole decade, God willing, um, because I, I just didn't think I'd be here. So, uh, so it's nice to, to uh, uh, get past your own fear. And that's what I, I live with a lot of fear about not living this long and 
No, I don't have that fear. <laughs> now I'm like, all right. <laughs> all right, all right. It's good. So uh, uh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. So so anyway, so uh, I guess I, I wanted to talk about I guess I guess maybe I wanted to talk about the the five police officers that killed that that young man in in um Memphis the five black police officers that killed uh the uh the man in uh Memphis and you know uh uh Tyree Nichols traffic stop I just I just don't understand how basic traffic stops result in a beatdown into death. I don't I don't understand that one one, one bit. And and I don't wanna um I don't want to understand it. Um but they fired those police officers, five of them. Uh and I guess, you know, I talk about this with my 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 boss at the inner city and we have this, this long conversation about, you know, these guys were, these five guys were heralded as, you know, an amazing group of guys who could fight crime, solve cases. Like they were known for that. And, you know, I say to my, my, my boss, I was like, John, you know, I think, you know, when you, when you get that kind, those kinds of accolades that build you up over a period of time, I think you've become invincible and that you can do no wrong. And then somewhere common sense leaves and ego takes over. Now, I, I can't speak to their hearts and minds. I can only speak to what I think I understand about human behavior and people. Um, but he got stopped on January 7th for reckless driving. It's like, okay, I get that. I, I Maybe I could get reckless driving, maybe. You pull somebody over, hey, you're driving. But I think I think what what police officers have to understand is that they come with a, a whole lot of fear attached to them, particularly if you pull people over, because our worst fears um, uh, uh, start to rise in us. So uh, these officers were uh, got uh, second degree murder charges and kidnapping. Oh, I mean, it's just, you know, and, you know, there's this, this chatter about, you know, you could remove the conversation about race out of this, but I, I don't, I don't think you can, but I don't think we're prepared to have the conversation about uh, racial hatred and, and contempt of, of black people by black people. You know, we're not ready to have that conversation, but it, it's but it's hovering and it's it lingers out there uh, because they thought they were more police officers than they were black black men in community. They 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 thought of themselves as police officers. And when, and when I think of police officers at that level and that kind of way this played out, I, I can't help but think about the influence of white supremacy. And I always tell people. You do not have to be white to carry out white supremacy. You do not have to be 
white to use the tools of white supremacy. You don't. And so I, but I don't think we're ready to have that nuance of a conversation uh, about police brutality carried out by black people on other black people. We, we're not, we're not there yet um, mentally to handle that kind of conversation because we're still, we're still fighting racism. We're still fighting white cops who kill black people at alarming rates. That is still a real phenomenon. That that is really happening. So when you get a case like this, where five black men kill a black man, um, I, I still think it's racially motivated. I do. I, I will own that part of it. I will stand on that uh, because you have to to kill somebody like that. You have to not see their humanity. And white supremacy is about not seeing the humanity of black and brown people or other people other than. The, the people that you believe are white people, you know. So, so I, 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 I would say, but I, I understand. You, no one wants to make that case that these black men hated this black man. That's they. That's no one is gonna. Nobody's gonna walk in that truth just yet. We're not there yet. But I, but I would say that that is that this is racist. That. Because he was a black man, black man, that they that that they felt that they could beat him to death, that they could, that they could, and for me, I, it's racist. You know, you don't have to be white to use the tools of white supremacy, and the tools of white supremacy are violence, terrorism, intimidation coercion, violence, violence. So, so I, I think we, we have to sort of unpack that. And I, it's hard. I think it's hard because on the one hand, we, we are fighting racism from white folks, from white people. And to add this other nuance dimension to that fight, just creates, I don't want to say a distraction. I don't think it creates a distraction. I think it gets more to the truth of things that over, over the period of time that we've been in this country, all over this world, that Black people have been maligned and, and, and been shown to be less than human. And that has to cross over to other people of color. That crosses over. They pick up those tools of violence and terrorism and coercion and violence uh, as tools of white supremacy, that, that that is in the fabric, in the fabric, particularly in America, because we don't like to deal with race. And I don't care how many equity and inclusion conversations we have in workshops, which I cannot stand, um, uh, that, that we, we're not going to get to the heart of that. We're not going to excavate that level of hatred because if we, if we excavate that level of hatred of black people, we'd have to look at media. We'd have to look at redlining. We have to look at the educational system. We have to look at the healthcare system. We have to just look at the world and combat all those negative images that were harmful, that were deliberately harmful and ingrained in people's psyche about who black and brown people are in this world. And to attach a less than uh, uh, definition to us 
has been detrimental at best. So I've just been thinking about that as, as I've been paying attention to this case. Now, they haven't released a video, you know, but I dare say, I, I, I mean, I will feel the way I felt about Rodney King's beating, which was the first first video that we had of, of, of this widespread uh, uh, police brutality, you know, and, and all the subsequent cases that we've seen of late. So I know it's going to be painful to watch. And I hope it's painful for those officers to see their actions because maybe they couldn't see it while they were doing it, you know, and, and created all kinds of justifications for why it went down that way. But when we, when they see it, when they've been, when they had some time, cause now they're all whatever, I don't know if they're on bail or locked up or whatever. Um, when they see when they see it themselves, I, I hope it breaks them. I hope they feel some kind of remorse and shame for that. So um, I know people are taking issue with why they're releasing it on a Friday. It gives people opportunity for the weekend to sort of watch this over and over and ruminate. You know, people are off work, so there's like opportunity for for destruction. And I, you know, I don't care if they release it on Friday or Monday or Wednesday or whatever the hell. It, it's gonna hurt. <laughs> I, I don't think it's gonna hurt less on a Monday. I mean, I think the thing is, well, people will go to work so they have less opportunity to get in the streets and burn stuff down or whatever. I mean, I, I mean, I, you know. All right, I, we don't do that for soccer games, though. We don't say, well, we'll change the day to the soccer game because we think. It'll be better on a Tuesday, so we'll minimize the fighting. No one says that. It's like we're gonna put it on. We can put it on. So, so sometime today, the video is gonna. And I, I, I don't know where I am about watching it. I, I don't know. I mean, it'll it'll make the new. It'll be on all the news cycles. So you'd be hard pressed to get away from it. Do you know what I mean? So you'd you'd be hard pressed to get away from the, the, the images. And, and, and I'm sure like the cable networks can play it in its entirety with, with, with warnings, you know, warning, this is violent, brutal, blah, blah, blah. Or we're only going to show you 10 minutes of it, but then there'll be some places that's going to just, you know, once it's released, it's just gonna, it's going to be played all over the place. And, and the family has to be traumatized and, and and I think they're trying to show show it to them first so it's not such a shock when everybody else sees it and I I don't I don't want I wouldn't want to be in that family but we are in that family right because we're all in the human family so I should be as affected as his mother I should feel the same kind of pain as his mother I should be the same outrage as his mother and his father I should be pained by that I don't want to. I don't want to get to the place where I'm desensitized to seeing these these beatings. I, I don't. I I want to feel that. I want to look, and and I want to have some judgment about it. I know people are like, oh, judgment is a bad. I don't think judgment in the right moments is a bad thing. I want to judge them. I want to say, damn it, did you not see the humanity here? You know, like all five of y'all, not one of y'all thought for a moment, pull up, let's stop this, let's not do this. This is our people. 
And I don't even want to put the this is my people card in the mix because it shouldn't matter if that's your people or not. It should matter that this is a human being and this is a damn traffic stop. He didn't rob a bank. He didn't kill and rape nobody. You know, he wasn't <laughs> none of that. And yet, and yet, yet. So let me tell you how racism is going to work in this situation. The police departments all over the world is going to use this as the example, as the definitive example on how policing should not work. And the fact that there are five black men, because what 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 will be whispered in in circles around this country is that no no we we black. Black people did, black men did this to him. White, a white man didn't do this. Black, black men did this. And it's the most hate. And they will use words like heinous and blah. And rightly so. I, I'm not taking issue with the language. I'm not taking issue with the language. Every, every, every language, every word that is levied at this is deserved. What I what I'm gonna what I'm gonna push back on is making these five officers the definitive the definitive example of police brutality and that's what's going to happen and and the underlying narrative is these weren't white people see when we let them in when we let them in this is what they do that's going that's the underlying narrative that that no one will say out loud but that will be the under underneath narrative and police departments all over the country will use this as their example of what policing isn't. Now, mind you, the 300 million gazillion other cases where it is all white people doing this will pale in comparison to this. Because then the other part of this is, the other part of this that people will whisper and, and, and talk about, well, damn, they beat a black man like that. They hate black people too. Black people hate black people too. I thought this was, I thought, I thought black people was like, oh, we brothers, we sisters. That's the other part of that. And then a lot of people will spend their time, you know, explaining that we're not monolithic and that all the things. And all I will say, I, I'm not explaining a damn thing. I know that the tools of white supremacy are not only used by white people. It's just not. This is, a, this is a good example of that. That the tools of white supremacy uh, are used by people who are not white. <laughs> so, you know, so so it's 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 going to be a painful weekend for this family and that community. But it should be a painful weekend for us all as we think about this, as we look at this. Because you know, I don't know what time they're planning on. Uh, uh, releasing the videos of the public, but they are going to do it. Uh, I think the family has got to see it first, and uh, and and I, uh, I just, uh, I I just find that painful. And, and and as a mother of children, I, I I don't know what I would want to see or not see. I don't know if I could see somebody kill my kid. I, I don't know. Because you can't, because you see, you can't unsee it. 
You can't unsee it. You can't unsee it. And so I don't know, I don't know how, how do you watch? You know, I, I, I would hope that somebody says to the mother, don't watch this. Let, let other family members take this burden and you, you don't watch this, you know, cause I, I think that's too much, you know, uh, it's too much. It's just too much. And, uh, and I hope that she says, recuses herself from watching it, says, you know what, I can't. But I get it. She's a mother. That's her child. She's going to see this through to the end. And, you know, Black women, you know, uh, she's just going to see it through to the end, even if it, even if it kills her, you know. So, <sighs> you know, simple, simple tra tra traffic stop. And uh, I, I, I don't, I don't understand that. And they all were fired. Um, to Darius Bean, Demetrius Haley, Emmett Martin III, Desmond Mills Jr., and Justin Smith. Uh, they were fired. They, they violated the, the department policy on the use of force. I mean, it's a lot. You know, and uh, you know they're gonna have to lawyer up. So, I guess they pepper spray pepper sprayed him first, um, and then there was another altercation altercation in a nearby location. So I don't know if they pepper sprayed him and he ran or he drove. I don't. I don't. I don't know. You know, and then and then they called the ambulance. Because they didn't have a choice at that point, so they were, they were. Uh, Martin Smith and Bean were charged with second degree murder, three counts of official misconduct, misconduct, two counts of aggra aggravated kidnapping, and one count of acting in concert to commit aggravated assault. <sighs> Mills and Haley were charged with second degree murder, two counts of official misconduct two counts of aggravated kidnapping, one count of official oppression, and one count of acting in concert to commit aggravated assault. Two of the officers, Mills and Smith, posted $250,000 bond and were released late Thursday. Haley, Martin, and Bean um, had remained in custody Thursday night. But as early as Friday morning, uh, only Haley remained behind bars. So the attorney for Mills and Martin said their clients planned to plead not guilty. It was unclear whether the officers retained legal re representation. They know, like I know, uh, they would lawyer up. So, so the preliminary findings in the autopsy said, uh, conducted by the forensic pathologist for the family, show he was severely beaten before he died. And the family's attorney have said that the Shelby County Medical Examiner's Office hasn't released an official cause of death. So it's being investigated by the Tennessee Bureau of Investigations and the U.S. Justice Department, which launched a civil rights inquiry into the traffic stop. <sighs> I mean, it's just, 
outrageous. Outrageous. And uh, I think these officers, when they when they see themselves Earlier today, the grand jury, when they see themselves, I, I hope it moves them. I mean, they're going to all plead not guilty, but uh, I hope it moves them into into a place of the walk of redemption. You know, I, I'm hoping that's 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 what I'm hoping. Uh that's what I'm hoping. Uh, so, so yeah, I don't, you know, it is these kinds of things that just, it just makes you go, wow. You know, I haven't even gotten to the shootings today. You know, I guess they caught the guy that shot up the, the folks at the, at the, uh, the, the, uh, the year of the rabbit festival, the, <laughs> the Chinese New Year, and uh, I guess they caught up with him. You know, I think about eight people or something. It's exhausting, uh, and I can see how people can can get caught up in these in this moment and say this is depressing. Because this this would feed this this feeds depression. I think this feeds people's already fragile states. This feeds people's fragile fragile states, and uh, you know it it feeds people's fragile states, and and I I don't know how to. I don't know how to tell people to combat that. I don't know how to tell people. I, I, I will advise people just to add some goodness into your life to combat and offset all of this, this doom and gloom news. And I'm not suggesting that you don't know what's happening in the world, but I think you could you could find some balance. And everybody has to find the right balance. You know, even if you say, you know what, I don't watch the news on the weekends, you know, or at, at if I don't catch the six o'clock news, I'll wait to the following morning to find out what is going on. Do you know what I mean? Like build in some things, some checks and balances for yourself so that you're not in this constant state of chaos, crisis, depression, sadness, and overwhelm because the new cycle will keep you there. You know, it will, because it just regurgitates the same old story over and over and over again. So you get a steady dose of trauma, re-trauma, pain, you know, desolation. I mean, you just get a steady diet of that, a steady stream of that. So you have to offset that. You have to offset that with some other things, like getting your asses outside, <laughs> walking around your hood, something, something that breaks up, that that breaks you out of being transfixed by the news cycles and the information. Um Something that makes you put down your phone so that you are not looking for the next story about whatever the tragedy or the trauma is. You know, we we have to, we've come to sort of accept these tragedies and these traumas as part of our everyday practical life. Like we've accepted it. And so we think we have to drink a steady diet 
of the trauma tragedy cocktail on a regular basis, on a daily basis. No wonder we are drunk with depression and overwhelm and sadness and loneliness and sorrow because we've not built bridges of support around ourselves to combat all that foolishness. We just haven't done it. I've done it because I know what I need. You know, but I didn't wake up yesterday like with the answers. It's taken me a lifetime. I'm about to turn 60. And I'm just now at the best version of myself that I've ever been. I tell people this. This Babs right now at 60 is the best damn Babs that ever existed. And I mean that. I didn't see all the iterations of Babs. The 60 Babs is the best. <laughs> Not to compare myself to myself. But I like this, I like this, 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 this current model of Babs. I like it. I, I like the confidence. I like the 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 fearlessness. I like the the graveta. I like it. I like my circle of friends. I like it. I like what I get to do. I like it. That's the best version, you know. And I, I want to invite other people to sort of see that for themselves. So you have to you have to push back on these these you can't go down these rabbit holes and then stay in them. You know, these rabbit holes are not for you to take up residency. <laughs> a rabbit hole is like, oh, I stumbled into this, and then give yourself a little bit of that and then get the hell up out of it. <laughs> get out of it. Ugh. People, my people, I want us all to get free. <laughs> And free ain't no place. Free is inside. Free is inside. I need people to get free on the inside. Because if you could get free on the inside, you could be free in the world. You could be that, you know, take a page from Mandela. When he walked out of prison, he knew he had to leave all that anger, hurt, and pain right there in that prison. Otherwise, he wouldn't have been able to accomplish all that he accomplished when he got out. And we all have to sort of, we all have to do that. We all have to leave the prisons of our making behind so that we could go live free. Live free is, is, is not just a statement. It is actionable. It is actionable to live free. It is actionable to, to, to step out of fear. It is actionable to step out of chaos. It is actionable, you know, to step out of crises. I, I, I'm living proof. I used to stay in crises and lack. I did. I used to stay worried about money and worried about this and that and the other thing. I, I, don't, I can't tell you the last time I worried about a damn thing. <laughs> I can't tell you the last time I worried about anything. I mean, honestly, God, I worry about anything. I've not done it in a very long time, you know, because I, I just decided, I just made it in my mind, that's not, I don't want to live like that. I'm not. I don't. I don't live like that. Now, there are lots of things in my life that I do not like. <laughs> and a lot of it is a little bit of power, powerlessness to fix it, but maybe not powerlessness. It is what it is for the moment, because there's some things I just can't like. I'm not going to throw my daughters out. That's not going to happen. They need a place to land while they get it together. So they're getting it together. I see the progress that they're making. They're not, you know, sitting on the porch eating bonbons. They are making moves. And I have to give them room to sort of do that. Same with my sons. And my sons don't live with me. Um, 
they're out there in the world doing their thing. But I have grace for that. So, you know, I get it. You know, I, I wanted this apartment to reflect how I feel in my life. It can't reflect that right now because it's a storage shed. <laughs> it's a storage shed dorm. <laughs> and and uh, and then I have a lot of gratitude for being able to have a place where they can land, you know, that they have a place where they can land. Uh, and, and I don't ask them to do a whole hell of a lot. You know, and I, and it's hard for me to move around because I have a lot of stuff, you know, and then they have their stuff. So with my stuff and their stuff makes for a lot of stuff. And I feel like this is my space. I'm not giving up my my stuff. Y'all got to get your stuff up out of here. And they and they will as they as they uh, build, build, build their resources up so they can, you know, go do what they do. And I listen, I'm here for it. I'm, I'm grateful that I can provide them with the space so that they can, you know, so that's one less thing that they got to worry about on their road to becoming. And because they're on their road to becoming, you know, and, and I want to support that as best I can. I don't want to guide it. I don't want to direct it. I don't want to manage it. I don't want to have no say in it. But 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 what I can provide is a place for them to be while they work and save and do all the things. And, you know, that's that's it. That's the story. That's 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 my tome on motherhood today. <laughs> it's Friday. I hope y'all get out and do some cool stuff. Absolutely do some cool stuff. I'll be back on Monday. I think I got some guests next week. Look out, tune in. Thank you, Harry, for a good week. I'll be back on Monday. Thank you, Paul, for a good week and some good word on the street. And uh, y'all have a good weekend. Ooh. Mm-hmm.